Before we begin this episode of All Things Music, here is a message from one of our affiliates. Incarceration at the Ohio State Reformatory, July 15th through the 17th, with Korn. Like a freak on the leash. Disturbed. Breaking Benjamin. Evanescence. Papa Roach, Lamb of God, Seether, Falling in Reverse, Three Days Grace, I Prevail, Black Label Society, and many more. All passes on sale now at incarceration.com. Tune in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What is up? Welcome to part two of our So What Music Festival coverage from Dallas, Texas, uh, May 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. It's one less than those days. I, everything's a blur right now. Um, but I'm home. I'm happy I'm home. I had so much fun at So What Music Festival. If you didn't catch our episode one, please go back and listen to that. We had interviews with Lil Lotus, Bleeding Through, Maggie Lindemann, Jairus Johnson, and Attack Attack. Some heavy hitters in the rock world. So it uh, was really cool to talk to all those people. And episode two is full of goodies. We still have interviews with Traders, Volumes, The Callous Dowboys, Unity Texas, and The Plot in You. Uh, some sick content on the way. Don't forget as well, there is a trivia question within this episode uh, to win two tickets to Incarceration 2022, July 15th, 16th, and 17th. I know I know those dates at Mansfield Reformatory in uh, Mansfield, Ohio. So check that out. Make sure you listen to the whole episode, and I'll love you forever. But regardless, there is a trivia question in the middle episode to win two tickets for this year's festival all three days. With that being said, let's get this rolling with our first interview of the day with Volumes. All right, we're here in day two with the first interview of the day. We've got the full group of volumes with us. What is going on? Yo. What up? I don't you, that was wearing a leopard shirt. That was legitimately, by the way, in key. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, okay, so before we get into anything, I hear pretty much everybody's baseball fans in this band. Yeah. So being in this press box is pretty cool. It's pretty rad. And you guys are all Dodgers fans? Of okay, yep. yeah, so we were just talking about that before. Uh, I'm a Cleveland Guardians fan, formerly the Indians, and... Can I tell him something? You forgive me? You? We actually play you this year, no, no lie. Yeah. He's got season tickets. Yes, I do. Uh, but as I was talking to Michael, they're much cheaper than what... The Dodgers season tickets would be, which is crazy. But so you guys, I, okay. Another thing, I, I, I would like to pretend that I did my research, but this was all in conversation <laughs> before the interview. You guys just went to Columbia. Yeah. First time, yeah. I yes. imagine. Yeah. How does that happen? They they asked us to come down, and we said. Is it like yeah. a festival? Yeah, it was a tattoo convention. Okay. They were they invited us to come and play, so we went down there and ripped it. Do fans know know you pretty well down there? It was it was a overwhelming experience. I wow. had no idea that we were that well known down there. It was it was pretty incredible. That's crazy. Yeah, it was insane. 
And Columbia is, I don't know how long how long you guys were there for, but it's not exactly the most safe ethical country. or safe country <laughs> out there. Did There's it, like an underlying, like Bogota, I think, was the, the most chill, like, city, country. Yeah. Um, so, or city in, in Colombia, not country. But I think everything else, for some reason, I don't know. Like, that was our first time in South America. But it feels like that's, like, the lightest level of Colombia. And then you get into, like, some more serious stuff. So I feel like I've, I've, I haven't traveled as much, but I, uh, I've gone to the Dominican Republic a couple times. And, you know, you're on... You're on the resort land, and you're like, yeah, this is just America that's nicer. And then you go on those excursions to, like, the actual towns. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. I did not know this was, like, this existed. It's it's real, real. Like, it's super real. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine your guard was up. A little bit. We went to, I've been to, we went to Russia years ago. Oh, and wow. that was way more, like, scary and nerve-wracking, but... And that's Bogota. because if you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, you you look at like Brittany Griner is is you know in prison there right now, yeah, and yeah. what does she do? Like I know. nothing, right? South America is like, it's I feel like when you get there, yeah. it's more you got to be careful. Like getting in and getting out is pretty, not relaxed, but we had a smooth time pretty much. Sure, but like you can get into some shit when you're there. Like it just feels like that, right? It does. Like, yeah. I, I think Brazil's the same way. If you remember when the Olympics were there a couple yeah. years ago and that people were like I think that whole that swimmer guy like faked that he was a victim of a crime and that was a whole thing. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Shit. Yeah, no, that, I don't remember that. That stuff was it nuts. Sounds like a mess though. It was. So, but so you how long ago was that? Colombia? Yeah. 4 days ago? 4 days ago. Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah, I'm, it's crazy. And so you, you come back, and you had, what, th- other dates right away? We had two days off. Two days off. Barely, yeah, but one day off, basically. And then a practice-ish day, which was more just, like, ripping hair For out. For this and, and other things. Yeah, ripping hair out and plugging things in. And then maybe a practice, like yeah. a line check. I'll ask everybody else. Up here. Yeah. Y- yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Jesus. I'll ask everybody else, because I, I already asked you, Michael, but it's, it is the high today is 98 degrees. Nick Lachey would love it. Uh, dad joke. Uh, and uh, to, to already in a high-energy band, it, you have to have that endurance regularly. But in this kind of weather, Michael told me he did a workout this morning just to give himself yeah. that conditioning. Yeah. You guys do the same thing? What, what is the method here? You're talking to some grade-A slackers, dude. I'm a, I'm a hibernator. i got to charge my energy up. A hibernator. Hibernator. I'm a more of a hibernator before we play. So uh, no stretches before? Oh, stretch for sure. Okay. Man. I like to sleep, charge up my energy. Yeah, yeah. Then stretch, then play. Okay, okay. I mean, I work out occasionally. Like, this guy thinks, you know, I put in, <laughs> I clocked in on this tour, though. I clocked in on this tour, but, like, the only reason I work out is because I eat like a like a freak like I eat abysmally. Like I do that too. Horrible. It, yeah, I get so it. So the only thing I have left, <laughs> just the to counteract that. I have exactly. Is to wake up and work. Although out. I found myself yesterday because it was so hot, and I'm I as soon as I got here today, my first mission was eat food because when you get so hot and you're in the sun all day, the last thing you want to do is eat, and I felt like crap last night because I didn't eat. So like, and I was telling Michael, there's, there was people that passed out in line this morning just to get in. Like it's not even, so your day is already ruined before you even, yeah, exactly. So uh, these, you were these, about to say it's not even worth it. 
Don't even. I'm just. <laughs> so. <laughs> Invite volumes on your cast. Get exposed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. So I want to talk about this bill. This this whole festival. I've said this to everybody I've talked to, but I like to get different opinions. It feels like. I'm not, I don't want to over-exaggerate what we're being a part of right now, but it feels like this is kind of like a changing of the guard. When you look at the headliners and you look at the supporting acts and stuff, it's all very young people relatively. No offense to the big Slipknots, Metallicas, that kind of thing. We've all been to those festivals. It's great. But this, you know, I always wonder, being just a part of this world, as I'm sure you guys do, is what the future of rock really is. Jairus Johnson, <laughs> and uh, the uh, it, it seems like this is a good place to start, a good place to progress, and I'm hoping more festivals kind of follow suit, because when Warped Tour ended, that was kind of the, the, the a huge void, and I, I, I shout out to Mike and, and, the, and the group that threw So What, because he's, I was wondering, who's going to pick up the pieces, like who's next yeah. to do this? And to be a part of that, you know, I think is a really cool thing being, you know, in that modern metal umbrella because metal is such a diverse thing anymore. It's not just thrash. It's not just groove. It's not this and that. There's so many different pieces, and I think they do a really good job showcasing that here. But just talk about, like, being a part of a, an event like this that, you know, we're living in the moment. It might not, be, it might not feel as significant as it will down the road, but yeah. it could be a big deal. Well, yeah, we've known Zemer for years, all of us personally. Mike Terry's known Zemer on his own relationship. I've had my own relationship with Zemer. The rest of the boys in the band, um, like we were talking about my solo music, like he took big chances on me when I was not in volumes and doing that. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah, Mike's solo music. So I think, like, you know, Mike's, like, for me, he's, like, a dreamer, you know, and he's he's, like, someone that's, like, you know concocts these bills like this bill is like very eclectic and unique as far as like the spread of genres you know yes. you have like a lot of like if you will like youtube influencer stuff which like two years ago i would have like hated on it more but now i'm like yeah this is a thing you know it's okay clashing up against like the old boys around you know fucking bands and then you have like the whole rap stage so i think like this this year of so what we did i've done so what before and but this iteration of it, I think, is, like, the bar, you know, and it's cool to see. Absolutely. It's cool to see him make it happen because I don't know if a pr any other promoter could really take on, like, all of these genres and make it as friendly as it is. And, yeah, being a part of um, a tour like this for us, like, right now especially is, is huge. And, and we're a band that excels on big stages and... You know, we're in a freaking MLB stadium. Yeah. So I mean, that that alone, the venue alone, was attractive enough for me to yeah. be like, "This is gonna pop off for yeah. sure." It's just for me, like I just love seeing Mike win, and I love seeing like, you know, Furnace Fest and all his festivals, like the umbrella of what he does. It's like absurd. So I'm glad he does it, so I don't have yeah. to do it. Or other right. people, you know what I mean? Like, there, it takes a certain kind of person, yeah, to do those things. I've thrown events, not tours, sure. not festivals, but I've thrown events and in just those small scale things I lose 10 years of my life so I can't even imagine that kind of responsibility it's yeah it's a it's big yeah. but he's like I said has been working so hard every you know towards I, yeah. I feel like this I don't know this moment kind of this to me is like the biggest Furnace Fest is insane mm -hmm. like the location the bands but this is like a giant operation and I feel like this is like the 
creepy. That's what talk, I was. Yeah, know? that's exactly yeah. what I was going for here. I think it's yeah. it's whether if we're talking about third string productions itself or we're talking about a larger spectrum of of where the rock world is going. I feel like people are going to be like, you remember so so what twenty twenty two? Like yes. you know what I mean? So, yes. um, it's funny you mentioned about the the eclectic band. Somebody tweeted. This morning or was last night. It was just a funny tweet. It said, "I can't believe I got to see Attack Attack and Rebecca Black in the same day." Right. <laughs> like that's it's like you can hate on it, but at this like not personally speaking, we're all about right. it. But I'm saying like outside looking in, it might be like, "What's well, this festival?" But that's why we love Mike is because he's always like thinking outside the box. Exactly. And, and I, I will say I'm a, a media member for DWP as well. I know you guys are going to be in incarceration. I'll see you there. Um, and those festivals are awesome and they have their place. Yeah. But. They're not as diverse from a talent buying standpoint as something like this. And I think it's refreshing exactly. for fans. It's refreshing. It's also refreshing that you're going to probably have people watch your set that normally wouldn't watch your set. And I'm sure that's like a conscious thing with you guys. Like, if we can, if, if we can play this and come away with 20 more core fans than we would have had before being here, that's worth it. And so, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's the point of like festivals, too. It's like, yeah. it's cool to see all your friends and stuff. Everyone can, you know, it's hot, but like you gain you such more fan base and your exposure is like, you know, you can't buy it no. at festivals. Absolutely. Yeah. So new album, it's been, a f- f- what, three months since that? I one? have no idea. <laughs> I don't expect you to be honest. You guys have just been. Oh, no. I have is, no was idea. November? Oh, my God. I think it was November 19th. Am I right? so, again? So, so I really wanted to we ask have you no this. No idea. I really this is this is a business thing for me because, like I said, I'm in the industry as my career, and something that I uh, notice and I feel like I'm pretty meticulous about with my artists is single releases. So, like, how do you, you know, uh, decide what singles to come out when? And I wanted to ask, you guys released, and I. I'm sorry, I got the order totally wrong. I know Bend was the one of the last ones. How do you not remember the order of I'm singles so that we put sorry. out? <laughs> it's the fact that you don't know this. No, I'm just, just interview over. <laughs> it's so, it's so I could tell like you have self humility because that's something I'm like I don't know the order of these singles when they came out. Yeah. We put out Bend. What guys? Help me out. I think it was the last one. Good enough first. Yes, know yes. Because <laughs> I actually reacted to it on my YouTube channel, so I remember that. So I think I think it went get enough yeah. bend, get enough bend again. You could tell how much happier was before Ben. This band. Happier was before Ben. Yeah. <laughs> was it, wait, what was it? I believe it was waited then get enough, right? Yeah. Was wait, but what waited is? Yeah, you're okay. Okay. Favorite favorite part of the podcast is us trying to figure out yeah. what songs we play. <laughs> Okay, so actually, so first, yeah, I'll touch on that. Then Waited, get enough, happier, Ben. Out of the f- those four, you could say three of them are more melodic. Let's just say that. A hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Was that a concerted effort to to pick those specifically? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you know, and that's like when you when you like make, you know, we we did this album and we took some big jumps with like the songs and how they were produced and making that leap into like, you know, a more pop melodic realm where you have these big singing choruses Mm -hmm. and it just went over well. And we just, it's one of those things where like, that's such a good situation where you're just like, Oh, objectively undeniably it's this song. And like, we all know that inside, 
you have problems when you don't, you know, like you don't Absolutely. have those moments, those aha moments. So we just kind of knew like, oh, at Bend and Happier, like those are the ones like that we. Well, and I will say objectively. It's an potential effort to like yes. make those songs and make them like, and, com- like big and fucking poppy. And when you and went into making them, you knew that that was like, this is going to be a single because of. Yeah, we were like, okay, like we can make the same album again. I'm back. This is a new thing, right. or we can like shake things up, tip things over, and try to make some huge songs. Because I'm not gonna lie, when I first heard "Happier" in Bend, I was like, "Huh, this this volumes." But then, I, Bend specifically, I, I'm gonna say this, and it's not an exaggeration. One of the best choruses I've ever heard. Just the back and forth between you guys, and how you guys showcase your clean dynamics. Because obviously, you guys know your strengths really well. And it, thanks, dude. Yeah, absolutely, and it goes, it goes. From a composition standpoint, it flows so well. It's just one of those songs where, even if the lyrical content is obviously not happy, I feel happy listening to it because it just it gives me that euphoria of 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 yeah. It's 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 great. My question though is like, your your core fan base obviously has that. They're like, I want Via. I only want Via. You know how that is. Yeah, and, and, and it's like do. <laughs> do, do we pander? Like, do we do we give them? My favorite song on the album is "Man on Fire." That song is just—I just want to run through all the walls. Okay, uh, so I'm like, do you give them something like that, or or do you just keep rolling with 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 you know, fuck it, we're gonna do this our way and see what happens, kind of thing. Like, I, it's it's one of those things you have been around for quite a while. I, I you think know, that we we always try and we take acknowledge all of our fans, so. We give them a nod, like you said, in Man on Fire, a nod to that, a nod to the old Via days. Like, we are, you know, growing and expanding and, you know, testing out new things, but we're not going to forget where we came yeah, from. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, and, you know, I'm sure you can speak on that. You've been in the band longer. Fucking, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, you, we haven't these, you know, we made this album called Via, and it's really resonated with fans. Uh, and I think we had to, like, bring volumes back to like a, some clarity Th- this year this time of me re-entering the band yeah. and to me and everyone else i think it was like we're using via as a way to like connect with our fans again right um on this album so we made a lot of songs that were mixed and very nostalgic you have like kind of that early 2000s yeah like the beginning of happier to me is like very reminiscent it's almost outdated but we did that on purpose and we wanted it that way right. so our fans could be like oh sh- they're, they're, it's a little nod yeah. to like you know the, gold, yeah. the golden time Absolutely. the bar if you will yeah. well I've been told to wrap it up but uh, I think thank you so much for no coming worries. on guys no worries uh, I appreciate it I can't wait to check out your set I'm so excited let's go thank you What is up? We are here with Steven from Traders, and maybe the other guys will join us, maybe not, but hey, we are here with Steven. What's going on, man? What is good? What is good? How's everybody doing today? We're doing great. How is the traveling? Everything was uh, smooth? Yeah, not too bad, man. We decided to stop in at uh, New Orleans for a good, uh, fun night with the boys. Hell yeah. Yeah, ended up deciding we were going to kick it out here for the weekend, so. Sweet. And you're used to this heat, because you're from South Florida, right? Oh yeah, but this ain't nothing new to us. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta ask you because i know saw your area code where in florida abouts 
So uh, we're all kind of scattered through. Uh, okay. I'm from uh, Miami, so more 305. Okay. Uh, the rest of the guys, a little bit more um, Tampa, St. Pete area. Okay, because the area code I saw was uh, like Fort Myers. Yeah, now, yeah. So okay. now I finally moved out there. It's okay. usually a secret, but it's not anymore. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I only ask because my dad actually lives down there. So oh, I wasn't sure like how close to where he lives. You, you know, familiar with uh, Estero? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, that's right yeah. by us, too. So oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, I go down there all the time. It's it's. I love that. I live in Ohio where it's not very warm most of the time. So, like, I'm... You know, I'm happy to uh, <laughs> happy to take those vacations when I can. Oh, yeah. Cameron lets us know definitely about. Oh, the oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, so for those that don't know or those that are late to the party, Cameron was the bassist in Traders, also the bassist in Attack Attack, who we talked to last night. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he's from Cleveland, and he was down there in Florida. So yeah, total polar opposites, but uh, really cool. So let's talk about first of all, out of nowhere. Not, I mean, I guess out of nowhere for me, not for you, but. Men's to Society just fucking popped. Like, that song, I feel like, whether it's YouTube reactors, whether it's your fans, whether it's people who are just discovering you, I feel like that was, like, a really good way to introduce, reintroduce. Because we had this, this huge break, this COVID thing and all that, and, like, we all want, we're all pissed off people right now, yeah. right? <laughs> and that's that's the fucking pissed off anthem, right? And I, I, I feel like you could speak on it, but... A lot of that came from this climate we've been going through. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, whenever this last two years, you know, a lot of people were back and forth wondering what was going to be like the future for us. And, uh, you know, we took a little bit more time on what we were wanting to deliver from uh, our previous music. Versus, exactly. Like, what we're doing now. Pretty happy to see uh, the change. You know what I mean? The, the supporters have definitely been a lot more about it. Um, you know, even just the kind of game in its own, you know, getting a lot more respect, I think, for a little bit of a different transition that we're trying to take right now. Yeah, and that brings me to my second point. I consider myself the genre police. I am yeah. one of those guys. And it's not like I'm a gatekeeper of genres, but, like, when you look at, like, human culture, yeah. the reason why human culture is so uh, segmented is because, at least in my opinion, it allows the person to appreciate everything about that culture yeah. so i'm the same about the genres i'm like okay deathcore is like this because it's you appreciate these things not like i'm like deathcore is like this and nothing else can be deathcore right of course but yeah. i have a hard time labeling traders like deathcore no, you know right what i mean yeah. it's it's like you guys do I, it's not it's it, it's not pissed core either because like like you know 1056 and those guys do that yeah. in the mirror and all that it's like somewhere in between and i don't know if if that's been a concerted effort to kind of just touch on all those areas you know? to, to be honest, you're kind of like hitting the nail on the fucking uh, yeah. head. You All know, right. it's, yeah, whenever we ended up taking uh, this new deliverance of sound, uh, we were looking up to a lot of different influences. Um, you know, Deathcore, obviously, it's no uh, kind of... Uh, everyone's seeing, you know, the, the, the climb up on yes. it right now. It's definitely, and it's like, in my opinion, like it's peak, which is great to see. You know, a lot of friends and bands and stuff are definitely getting opportunities doing things that, like, uh, I don't think any of us ever thought right. we'd have an opportunity to. But... Um, yeah, I could definitely say that uh, the, we aren't deathcore. I don't <laughs> consider us metalcore. I don't consider us any of it. I, you know, we try to fit into whatever transition we can, but we don't. So, yeah. you know, it's just kind of a, when people ask us that, you're just like, what, what are you guys? Like, what is, it, it's, it's fucking screaming fucking music, dude. I, like, I don't know. brutality. It's, yeah. It's hard rock, I guess. I absolutely. Yeah. I get, and, 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 and that brings me to something like when you're, when you're a part of this modern metal umbrella, Obviously, with any genre, you you pay attention to what's going on with that genre or with that that group of people. Uh, how do you balance 
like, okay, let's say you listen to uh, Lorna Shore or you listen to Amir or 10 by 6 or any of these bands, and you're like, okay, I really like that, but I also don't want to copy that. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where, like, I still want to be traders, but at the same time, I like where this is going, and I kind of want to adopt a little bit of that technique. Yeah, that's so for the Medicine Society, that's kind of like with what we went for. Um, you know, Amir to me has always kind of been a, an inspiration. You know, I, I come from a little bit more of a radio type of uh, background. Okay. You know, so like my, most of my family are musicians. Uh, they've all like toured, all done the things. So wow. it's kind of like. Anybody that I would know? Uh, my uncle played for Hot Water Music. Uh, he was a bassist for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's so, cool. Uh, aside from that, nah, just more like Spanish, you know, like more. Uh, Do you feel like you got. You, you are a musician because of that climate you were in growing up? 100%. You know okay. what I mean? It was uh, something that I always wanted to do. Not my first pick, of course. I wanted to be a fucking teacher. And, really? You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. My yeah. wife's an uh, elementary school teacher, so I, I, oh, I value teachers tremendously. I, I uh, always wanted to be able to have like a hands-on experience of being able to work with you know, kids that are looking to kind of like mold themselves into something that's a little bit more um, positive, especially within like the music industry. Yeah. And, uh, I think... You know, when I was in middle school, high school, I went to college for, like, music and stuff. Uh, I think my favorite thing about it all was just being able to see people learning from, you know, nothing. And I think that uh, that was, like, my goal. I just wanted to be able to work with somebody that had, like, nothing involved. Like, they'd never yeah. picked up an instrument, never done anything. And to be able to, like... When you watch them you know? grow and yeah. you watch your imprint on them... I manage musicians for a living, so Sick. when I see my artists grow out of where they started from me it's there, it, money can't buy that there's no. something that's just really satisfa- satisfactory about about seeing that kind of thing it's it's more rewarding than honestly making music it's it's just yeah. it, it goes beyond any kind of entertainment you know you know uh, have you i don't know how many people like will hear this that knows about the movie but you've heard uh, mr holland's opus right say that again mr holland's opus yes okay so to me that's i've never like, seen it but i've heard yeah oh man please i know. get a chance okay uh, one of the most inspirational movies to me, and it was the fact that uh, you know, as a teacher feels unappreciated after like about 30 years of working for like the school as a music teacher. Right. You know, gone through like a lot of like tough shit in his life and all that. And uh, at the end of the movie, you know, he's like retiring, he's getting away from like all this stuff, and it feels like all this time has like been unappreciated. You know, he just like he was a nobody for all this time. Yeah. He cared so much about his students and and like teaching them. And I might have seen this yeah. now that you're describing it. Yeah, and at the end, yeah. you know, they, they, it's uh, the it's, whole auditorium with yes. like everybody and all. I have seen this. And yep. dude, you know, to me, like after I saw that movie, it was just kind of a, you know, I, I want to be like that kind of person. You know, I want to be able to uh, manifest right. something that's more positive, and that's why, like, uh, yeah, teacher was like my first thing, but unfortunately, like, didn't work out that way. And but I still think you're 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 touching people with your music i mean you're still making a difference and it's something i've always grappled with being in the entertainment industry as well as like you hear about doctors and and nurses and 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 emts and all these people that are making teachers obviously and all these people that are making these really direct tangible differences and we kind of lose sight of that in the entertainment industry because we're like we're you know not us but people might view us as superficial or just here for for the buck or whatever it is but uh, we also have to understand that we we directly influence people as well we give people outlets we give people uh, a way to to whether it's grieve or get out of their anger or whatever the case may be and the thing i love about music more than more especially right now more any other time is that you bring together people of backgrounds that would 
punch each other on the street, perhaps. But if they like the same band, they're going to be moshing together. Yeah, man. Music is the one thing that brings the world together. It's crazy that uh, we might not even take the same language, but at the end of the day, you can have something that we're both fucking banging our heads to. So I think that's like, yeah, that's a universal language, I guess you could say. Absolutely, right? man. Absolutely. Um, so. What are we expecting for 2022 and beyond? Obviously, is this is this a are we gonna do the singles game for a while? Are we gonna <laughs> an album, EP, anything? Yeah. Uh, so right now, uh, we have maybe about like one more single that we'll be delivering in the next uh, upcoming months. But other than that, we have a new EP we're dropping by the end of the year. We're Beautiful. Do a tour up around that. Uh, we have a few festivals that we're playing. After this, we have uh, what is it? It's Kentucky Irate. Okay. And then uh, there's uh, Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Blue Ridge, yes, yeah, yes. So I'm curious about that because last year it was the first year Blue Ridge did, and I'm part of those Facebook groups, and I saw like some logistical issues. Yeah. So y- you'll have to let me know how that goes this year. I'm very yeah, curious. You know, I, I think it's just kind of like any fest. You know what I mean? Uh, when anything started at first, everybody kind of gets a little over their heads, you know, not understanding the the full yeah. workload that comes with it. But um, I think after what happened last year, I think they're definitely a lot more like understanding of what's coming you know if they were able to get all the artists that they got for this year again you know it, I, I, I do feel like you're right there because I, I feel like they had a, such a great bill last year and I feel like if it didn't go as well at least from the artist standpoint the artist probably would have told their friends like hey <laughs> this is not the festival whatever but it, clearly that, that's a resounding approval if the artists if there's more big artists coming back to it so. well you know and kind of even bringing up that point uh, we have actually played like one fest I, I won't say which one it was but sure there was one that um, it, it was funny, man. It, it's a, a huge name, and you're thinking, "Fuck, bro! Like this is gonna be crazy." You know, we went out there, and it was on. A, I was on uh, that Chelsea tour package. Uh, okay. Yes. The first one, not the second one, I think. Okay. And uh, so we went out there, and I was talking to like the promoter. He's like, "Bro, there's gonna be like five, oh, six thousand. No. Oh, it's gonna no. be fucking crazy." Oh no, dude. There was at the end, like I. Dude, no joke, maybe, maybe 150, 200 kids on a fucking festival camp. Fucking people think, some people think ignorantly that they can throw together a bunch of good bands yeah. and then just wipe their hands and be like, I'm done. It takes so much more work to get people to come to these things than just having a good bill. Oh, dude, yeah. I used to own a venue out in uh, Florida okay. for six years, and I can tell you, man, yeah. it's a fucking... <laughs> it's a it's, lot of work. It's so a I, lot of work. Even coming to a festival setting and shit, man. You know, you got Zemer. I've known him for a few years. And I can tell you, man, like he's a badass to yeah. be able to fucking be putting on things like this and still like be looking. I'm glad he's doing it, not me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sure, you're saying it for me too. Yeah, I, it's funny you mention that because uh, when I started doing some managing around 2009, I managed my buddy's band in college called Bleeding the Fifth, and I was always looking. And this is 2009, so this is networking was much more different than it is now. And I was always looking for the next biggest thing to get them because obviously I knew they had the talent, but I'm like, I need to get you guys that spotlight. Yep. So there was this, this festival in uh, upstate New York that hit me up and they were like, hey, I like this band. This is still MySpace. And they're like, hey, I like this band. I want to uh, book them for my festival. And he showed me the lineup. It had like Winds of Plague, Mushroom Head, a couple of like other big bands. I'm like, well, if these big bands are on it, then obviously this is legitimate. The red flag should have been the flyer was like, cardboard cutout kind of thing it was yes exactly but i'm like okay it'll be okay like come on like these other big bands would be on it and they drove uh, eight eight or nine hours to go and play this thing and like you said 100 people would have been great 
This was like five people. There's video uh, you can still find on YouTube of Winds of Plague playing in front of five people dude. at this festival. And I'm sure they talk about it, dude, all the time. They do. Forget about a moment like that. Dude. Yeah. Uh, th- there's actually a lot of bands. that talk. I think Ask Alexandria was on a bunch of bands. And they're always like, oh, I won't name the festival. And I forget the name or else I would because I don't care. <laughs> was this the one that like nobody got paid or something? Uh, which one would that be? Because that's happened a couple times. I'd heard something. A few I'm years pretty ago. sure that's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the one. And like as a manager, I feel horrible because I'm like, I put you guys in this position to succeed, and in fact, I just made things ten times worse. That's where you come in with the. At least you guys got some type of fucking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really try to things. try to paint the turd there. <laughs> yeah, that was. There's always a way to turn something positive. Yeah. So okay, the last question I'll have for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you being from South Florida, it's a little easier. It's 100 degrees today. It's literally the high is going to be 98. Yeah. Is there anything you do to prepare yourself for that kind of heat? Dude, you know, I'm surprised that we're fucking still alive in this fucking diehard. (laughs) (laughs) In Florida, man, you're out of your house 20 seconds, bro, and you're sweating your ass off. So Texas feels like a second home at this point. (laughs) Um, I I think uh, we're just so fucking used to it, dude. I I wear my tank tops and shit under this, you know, and everybody's like, how the fuck are you wearing your jacket? Dude, like, trust me, it's easier. Definitely. But I don't know, man. It's, I was that guy that fucking rocked the dicky shorts and the sandals and the like big white t-shirt for fucking like six years in this band and like did not care. And eventually it was just kind of like, you know, it's, you know, an image, you know, people. Image is, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's I, important. I, rem- I like, you know, for not to go too off topic, but I remember my first show ever was Eyes of Lay Dying. Okay. This is uh, when they dropped 94 Hours. And this oh, was, wow. They just went on tour immediately after that with Shadows Fall. So uh, I, I was like in Coach Room in Fort Lauderdale. And amazing show, of course. But I just remember like seeing these guys on stage. And you know, it's not, I don't want to say like everyone has a uniform or anything like that, but you know, there's a specific image that people, I feel like, when they pay to see a band? Absolutely. Yeah. It's entertainment. And people forget that sometimes. People think you can just go up with jeans, jeans and a black t shirt and call it a day when. The, the way I look at it is this. My favorite band of all time is Slipknot. Oh, yeah. and, and if those guys are in their mid-50s and are still wearing masks and full jumpsuits on stage, then I can be a little bit uncomfortable for oh, half an 100%, hour. 100%, dude. Yeah. Trust me. That's why I'm saying, man. Yeah. I fucking, I'll wear the jeans for a fucking 30-minute set, bro. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll kill myself for yeah. a little bit. But I think, um, I don't know, man. That's, you know, it's to each their own. I don't think there's ever a right way or a wrong way. But, you know, for the way that I want to take things, you know, it's important. So, like, when it goes back to that question, how do you prepare yourself? Dude, we live this every day. It is literally, like, if we're not sweating, bro, we're not doing it right. So Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's a pleasure talking to you. I cannot wait to check out your set. I'm so excited. It'll be the second time I've seen you live. I saw you on the uh, Casey Strain and oh my god because I interviewed uh, Tom Smith when he was in the band uh, during boy, that yeah. yeah 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 I can't fucking remember the rest of the bill but that was a couple years ago but was yeah was that the one with uh, Chelsea and uh, it was, I think it was it was Chelsea yeah. Grin and uh, I can't think of the other uh, band they're like thrash hardcore was that was that the one with Spite and, Spite uh, yeah and Left Behind Left Behind yeah. that's the one yeah yeah so definitely looking forward to checking you guys out again especially in this setting so thank you so much yeah, for coming on of man of course man thank you for the fucking time yeah absolutely it, what is up we are here in the final day of so what music festival i feel like i have aged 100 years i'm gonna need 10 massages when i get home nonetheless i am excited for today and our first interview today 
I'm going to preface this by saying Spotify does not have dictation. So sure. is it call us Doughboys or Dowboys? It's it's the Dallas Dowboys, like the Dallas Cow- Cowboys. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, so how cool is that that we're literally like a walking distance from Jerry World? I mean, it's this is our first time playing Dallas, yeah. which is crazy that we're playing right across from the Cowboys Stadium. And I never ask this question because I hate this question. It's such a canned question. But what the name? Like, like is it just like, oh, we don't know a name here. Just throw this out. Like We started this band as a joke. Right. And it was a joke name that a friend of ours came up with. Um, we didn't... We didn't think we'd get this far with it at all. Yeah. So. Well, shit. And then roll with it, because clearly it's working, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we never we never thought about like the conundrum that we would be in if uh, it's like, oh, man, we're the Dallas Cowboys, and we have to play next to the Dallas Cowboys stadium. <laughs> we weren't really thinking that It's all ahead, full circle so. now. Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. A little and bit I think circle. I think there's other bands, too. I can't, I can't think of who, but there are definitely other bands that started out as, like, whether it's a joke or a side project or what, that ended up being bigger than the band. Definitely, that, you know? yeah. So no. you never know what's going to happen. Of course. Of I course. will say the sound, and I love this, by the way, the sound that you guys have does not match the drip that you guys have. And Good. I love it. Good. It's, it's the greatest thing. Because, you know, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm, I love the, the all-black look. I like the, you know, we're rock stars, we're sure. metal guys, whatever. Sure. But it's refreshing to see a band that, like, like, I feel from the get-go, in the best way possible, there's no fucks given. Absolutely. No, right. we don't care. I mean, Jackie has the best drip out of out of all of us. So. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but <laughs> I think the best, most important part of mathcore as a genre is being pretty. So yeah, I take that very seriously. I mean, look at Dillinger, or look at Norma Jean, or look at... I mean, these are some good-looking people. I don't know. Uh, yeah, ugly guys. Yeah, uh, you could speak on that. I don't think they're ugly, mate. I don't know. There's lots of ugly dudes in mathcore. I won't lie. We're also on some bullshit this weekend because <laughs> we're like so excited. To be so, <laughs> so like all of us like are covered in glitter and everything. This isn't like so the usual. I was, okay, so that's what I was gonna get to. Is like this isn't the usual. Is this something you've done in photo shoots, or is this literally just like we are? F- fucking doing whatever today to stand out like yeah to, i mean all of us are like honestly just so excited to like be at this festival like right. we've been having a blast we got here on friday oh perfect and we don't play till today like we wanted to see all three days of it and, i don't blame like, you we're, we're just stoked that we get to see this for free and so how long like, did this take like how long does it did you just throw it on like about like 20 minutes all together okay so like if for people who can't see this is obvious audio only they have uh, it's like half glitter half sequin like yeah yeah very very, uh, what's the word? Gay. Very gay. <laughs> <laughs> Very flamboyant. That's the one. That's the one I was trying to get to. Okay, and you don't have anything. I, I had to set up merch early, so I. W- I would you have if you didn't? Yes, absolutely. Yes? I still might before we play, so I don't, I don't know. I'd like to be glittered up with them. Everyone's glittered up except me. I feel so. like it's like, okay, so you know Limp Bizkit has the one guy who has a face paint and yeah, everybody West else Portland, is normal? Of course. Right. Yeah, So no. like you might be like the I, West Borland so of So I'm group. normal and everybody else is all is all glittered up? Yeah. I don't hate that. No. Yeah. It, it, any West Borland comparison I can get, I'll take. Hell yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's sort of an anti-West Borland. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about mathcore because this is a genre Please, to me. Let's. This is a genre to me that like 
not hit its peak a while ago, but it was really popular in the 2000s, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Like the bands I mentioned, or, or uh, one of my favorites is uh, yes. Ion Dissonance. You guys, you know, Great bands. Yeah, I love bands. those guys. Um, and it's like you say, you started the band casually. We'll say casually, not a joke. Because joke sure, kind of yeah. trivializes it. We'll say you started the band casually. But where you are now, obviously you have so much traction. Is Is it... Is it like we're still gonna be us? Is there ever a moment where like, oh, maybe we need to do things a little bit differently because we're getting successful, or is it like that integrity is always gonna be there where you're like, I just want to be us, and what we've already had the bonus of yeah. where we're at, kind of thing. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of both. I think. Um, I mean, I, I think that no matter what kind of music this band is making, we are being fully ourselves, um, and it's as long as you know, like on on our new record. There's one song that like starts off really chaotic and then the rest of it sounds like a tool song. So it's like, you know, we're we just kind of do whatever we want. Um, and, you know, if someone ever asked if someone at a label or whatever ever asked us like, hey, you need to sound more like bring me the horizon or whatever. Sure. You know, I, it's not something I would, you know, throw in the garbage and be like fuck you, we're never going to sound like that. Like, it's, you know, as, I think as long as we're staying true to ourselves and, you know, we're not writing music for football games, I think we're fine. Right. So, <laughs> football games like the Dallas Cowboys, exactly. Football games that the Dallas Cowboys yeah. play, yeah. So when you're writing, I'm I'm in a band, so I speak from, from uh, stress on this one. You obviously write in different type signatures and crazy sure, shit. Yeah. How fucking hard is it to demo that and get that? Like that's it stresses me out. Just listening to your guys' music, I'm like, it stresses you out. It stresses me out. Uh, good. Um, no, um, I think so. Jackie and I write a lot of the music. Okay. And um, I mean, I've so I've worked in like digital audio workstations for since I was like 13 years old, right. and like just like making electronic music and hip hop beats and shit. But um, so like I, I think maybe this is the like only natural step for me because like I've made like dubstep before that's not like, like easy compared to this not really no, no I mean like okay. it's 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 different it's just like I think the only way I could go into being crazier is to doing the True. alternate time signatures thing and I mean we we demo everything out with electronic drums with the get good drums yeah, program yeah. and everything like that and then I mean I, I think that and maybe Jackie can speak more to this of like how much of the filter like actually we take into the studio. You know what I mean? Um, we write a lot of stuff, and like usually the songs are like this is two hundred riffs in one song, and then it gets like you know whittled down to like forty riffs. And how do you, you remember know? all that? Like that's the one thing is like I listen, I, I I only have to remember lyrics, so yeah. I'm gonna hand it to the people that it have just, to remember it. Just it just seems. I'm in a deathcore band. Deathcore is not the most complicated oh, genre. Yeah. You know, it's like what, zeros and ones and, and some fun shit in between. I mean, that's all you need. But um, yeah, for me, learning these songs is just like a lot of like just brute forcing it, like just jamming it into my head. I I hardly count shit. I, I just think about it, like all the riffs and whatever and like different patterns personally. But it, it's it's definitely intimidating when Carson sends me a demo and I'm like, I, I just like pinch the bridge of my nose, <laughs> like, yeah. And but, is it ever too? Is it ever too like? Sometimes you're like, I I just uh, no thanks. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm like I can't play this. Yeah. But 
Carson always like pushes us to like get it down. Yeah, if that makes sense. Well, that's good. Some every band, in my opinion, needs like not just. I mean, if it's just one, that's fine. But they need like that coach, if you will. You know, and it's not like that coach is better than the other members. But people are wired so differently that like some people have type A personalities where they need to be like more of, of a leadership role. And some people have type B personalities where it's more like, like I'll let my creativity shine rather, you know? So I, I think that seems like the dynamic, right? I mean, <laughs> no, I, that's definitely like part of the dynamic in terms of like Carson's like the, like Carson taught me how to play guitar to play in this band and everything. Mm -hmm. Like we met when we were oh, wow. 18 and I didn't know anything about metalcore like before we started this band and like So you didn't play guitar until you started this band. Uh we had a we I played a little bit. Okay. We had um Carson and I had an emo band for like that was very short-lived before we started this band. And then we started this band but I straight up I didn't know anything about straight like Straight up going from almost like nothing to metal or to mathcore is like that's like skipping all the levels in a video game to face the final boss. No, I, I, I have a lot of missing gaps in my knowledge <laughs> though. Like we, I can play these riffs, but like most like open chord shit, like whatever. Yeah, I'm, little I'm honestly on the me. same way though. But honestly, yeah. <laughs> this is I, I don't. All of us, we've all known each other since like most of us that are in this band have all known each other since we were pretty young and have all had to like come up as musicians mm -hmm. together. And like if you listen to our discography, it probably gets like harder to play as time goes. Like. As time goes on, just because we got a little bit better and like have been pushing ourselves like to be better musicians. And, I've, and I, this will be my first time seeing you live, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's probably a very tight show because you guys have been playing together as a group for so long that it's. it's you're, yeah, I'm sorry. Don't jinx it, buddy. This isn't wood, but um, I'm knocking on something here. Uh, it's it's fake wood. It works. There you go. Um, you know, uh, I think that the lineup that we are playing with today is probably the tightest we've ever had. Yeah. Um, we uh, just got a new guitar player and uh, he's been, I mean, he's been playing guitar with Maddie for, for a little while before he was even in the band. So, um, and he's crazy tight. And then uh, we have um, Matt from the band Sharp Tooth. Oh, wow. Um, on okay. drums for us. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them. That uh, actually, I saw them with Kane Hill a few years ago. Yeah. They did tour with them. Yeah, um, very good band. I don't, I don't know if he was in the band, but uh, yeah, he, we, we recently picked him up. I was joking earlier that like metalcore bands just sort of like trade players in a way. He was like, you know, he was in free agency since Sharp Tooth wasn't doing anything. Right. And we kind of picked him up. Oh, so, so how many members are in this band total? Uh, today there will be eight. Um, so no masks or jumpsuits like Slipknot, obviously. No, I wish <laughs> I wish we could coordinate something eight like that. Eight is a lot. Eight is a lot, um, but I mean, it really kind of fills the sound out. I I like big bands. Like my favorite bands are like the Mars Volta and yeah. like Slipknot and stuff. So it's like, you know, I I like when a lot of people are working as one and everything. Uh, we were in kind of a big the emo band had like six people. Yeah. And all of us were doing different things at the right. same time, and it just sounded bad. Uh, and in this band, it's like there's eight people, and they're kind of doing the same thing all at the same time. And right, so I let's don't know. Count, let's count the roster here. So, eight. Yeah. Let's yeah. two guitars, three guitars, two guitar, two, two guitars, guitars yeah. bassist, bassist, vocalist. That's four. Violin. V violin. Saxophone. Jesus, yeah. this is gonna be so sick. Saxophone, Key, keyboard, and and drums. Because yeah. some of this stuff, you gotta understand from a consumer standpoint, gets lost in yeah, the recording because it might be sample based or it might be whatever. Sure. So sure. the fact yeah. that I'm learning that this is like authentic as fuck is awesome. Well, on um, 
Yeah, so we try not to play with any backing tracks. Um, we have we have some things that are like triggered by the keyboardist in in the middle, but we yeah, don't yeah. play to a metronome or anything like I that because it that. just sucks the soul out of it. Yeah, so. I've been in a couple bands where it is the most stressful thing because usually the drummer is the one who's controlling all that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. And it's the most stressful thing if, if your track is too loud, if it's off. Vale and I played yesterday. I don't know if you saw, yeah, saw them. And that them, yeah. first song had the click track going yeah, to the yeah. crowd. And I was, like, stressed for them. Yo, I yeah, was very... It, it played out And their, the their TM was like, come here, like, after I, the song, and they fixed it, thankfully. I love that band so much. And I love that song specifically. Oh, yeah. So it was like, it, I was watching it, and I was like, I don't think that's... Supposed to be on. <laughs> I, I think like, even oh, no. I think even fans who like don't know still heard Picked something there. It. Yeah, and you know. could tell the band because the uh, the crowd was like timid, so yeah. the band was feeling that, and the band was kind of timid, but they didn't know because everybody hears the click. So like, yeah, no, you know for I mean? sure. Um, I mean, like honestly, if I heard like hearing their click wouldn't bother me that no, much. No, I was still like, into it. I, I was still that. just like, this song is sick. Yeah, like, you know, I, I and props really to them for for. Uh, Fixing it quickly and get—that's veterans, you know. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, I think that I think that with their music, it's like, if if I had to play Veil vale of Maya's music, I would be insanely stressed out. Like yeah. if I if I had to play those guitar parts, like, just especially kill that Simply Vegan just, song is like, yeah, dude, that song is so hard. Marco is a god. Yeah, that yeah. guy's crazy. Yeah. Um, so if I had to play that, I think I would need a metronome. But for our music, it's just like, I, I don't know. When I found out that Car Bomb doesn't play to a click, I was like. All right, we're not playing. To well, a I click. hate to bring them up again. They're my favorite band, but Slipknot also doesn't play to a click. Yes, that's yeah. Nine I, I did also know that. So yeah. like, it's definitely possible, and bands have been doing it for years. The click Absolutely. is really twenty years old, maybe. Yeah. So like, no. it's it's just one of the things I was, and I want to talk to you about this. I was a DJ for eight years, DJ producer, EDM okay, stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And when when I joined a band, I was like, yes, I don't have to worry about technology anymore. I just got to worry about me and the guitar. Right. Yeah. And no. then then I was like, oh no, I still have to worry about of technology. Of course. Yeah. No. Well, I mean. It's it's nice because like DJ programs like if there's like an odd time signature in a DJ program like you're fucked. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, there's no spinning out of it there's at no, all. Yep. There's no syncing it or yep. anything like that. So it's like when I would think about like things just in three four when I was DJing or making electronic music like just anything in three four would like stress me out super hard and I'd like I wouldn't you know, even add it to my like, sets. I'm not no, even yeah, allowed. No, to I'm not going to do that. No one's waltzing in the club either. No. But, um, <laughs> What uh, did you go by as as a? a you, I'm producer? not answering that question. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not doing. Have that. I heard? Oh uh, uh, yeah, that is the off limits question. Okay. You may have heard it. I did play South by Southwest, but oh wow. Okay. What, well, all I, well, so you was mostly dubstep. Mostly like dubstep and drum and bass stuff. Yeah. You produced a lot of what I, you. Yeah, yeah. I was, was mostly cool. playing originals. CDJs. Yeah. I got it. I, I used to do all I, those kind so of things. So I never got into the. And maybe this is an off mic conversation. I never sure, got into the CDJs. Fine thing um they were just expensive and just oh, yeah. inaccessible oh i couldn't buy them I usually when i would really play nice. they were provided by the promoter otherwise i yeah so know. that happened to me a couple times but like playing clubs in atlanta they often just like didn't have them for some reason but like anytime i played anywhere else do you know paul barton yeah i do the promoter in atlanta does yes EDM? i do okay yeah. Small world. Okay. okay yeah that is a small world yeah you said his name and i was like i haven't heard that name since like 2013 yeah <laughs> yeah he used to help me out with different things that's that's, that's really cool okay so knowing your background and yeah. knowing that you have done a lot of production work uh-huh do you try to like involve that in the band more absolutely yeah uh, i mean that's 
uh, my favorite part is writing and recording. I love I love the live show. It's super fun. It's just so different from writing and recording. I love doing fun production stuff, and I mean, like I I involve myself in our production as much as possible, just because I want. I I I think that what a lot of bands miss in the studio is like the flows of energy that go between, you know, passages of songs and whatnot. So I, I pay a lot of attention to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, you're good. I, I pay a lot of attention to that and just make sure that we're, yeah. you know, doing something different every time. A uh, lost art. I said this to somebody else earlier. A uh, lost art is also like track listing for like EPs or albums. Like yeah, order no, we, of that. we pay super close attention to how our albums are ordered and right. everything like that. Everything in this band is very meticulous and it takes a very long time but that's for so us to put good out music, because you feel as a fan, you, you feel like the band cares. You yeah, know, we talk about don't give a fuck, but honestly you guys care about we, we don't we don't give a fuck on the surface, but behind the curtain we give a lot of a fuck. So, <laughs> and I imagine the set list is probably derived the same way. You're not just playing this song, this song, this song for you know shits and not giggles. Not at all. You're, no, we're know. yeah, no, we're pretty we're pretty tight about how we arrange the set lists. So you've and been here for all three days. As, yes. Two as a fan. Obviously, today you're going to watch them too. But are you on a tour package at the moment, or is this a standalone thing? Um, this one is just a standalone thing at the moment. We're about to leave straight from Dallas, and we have to drive straight across to Long Island, New York. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That sounds... <laughs> I'm dreading the drive. Okay, eight people in a van? Well, so it's only going to be seven of us, okay. and we have a bus. Oh, so much better. <laughs> so, well, so we're an eight-piece on special occasions. Okay. Um, our saxophonist, uh, Rich, he just, like, he, he was so stoked that, like, we got booked for this sure. and whatever, so he, like, flew out um, yeah. for this. The rest of us live in Georgia and whatnot, but... Uh, so we're gonna have seven people. We have a we have like a little short bus type of deal, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have to go to Long Island right after this. And then we're starting a like three-ish week long tour, um, opening for Greyhaven and. Limbs. That's cool. That's cool. So we're really excited about that. We've been like geeking over Greyhaven for years now. There, I mean, I, I understand why you're on that package. Very like similar kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. They're really fun. So, so who's the driver for that kind of? That's. It's mostly me. Yeah. Because. Is there like a trust level there? <laughs> oh, you want to answer it? Okay. There's a distrust level, certainly. I listen. I did fine the other day, but uh, I think I got to improve on some things. Every sure, time I talk to bands, hard. it's always like there's that one guy in the <laughs> band or girl that they're like, no, they don't get the wheel at all because uh, this happened or yeah, this happened. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're gonna find out. That's for sure. I did pop uh, uh, our tire up on the curb like oh. right before. We were loading in just now, yeah. and I came back. I, I, Carson wants to scream at me every time that he's driving because I'm always like being a backseat driver and being really nitpicky. I'm the same way. It just it gives me so much anxiety driving this bus. But I came back like from loading in, and the tire was like half like popped on the curb and all warped and everything. And I was like, I'm gonna lose my mind if we pop a tire today. <laughs> but anyways. is this is this a legitimate? Short bus, like a school bus. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an airport shuttle bus. Okay. Yeah. How do you, how do you find that? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those things too, where you're like, oh my god, if something needed repaired, or if I needed, good luck finding a tire for that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, we've we've been really run, put through the ringer trying to get here yeah. because you're right. It is hard to replace some things on it. It runs great, and like it was in really good condition when we got it, but we uh. 
we keep it like parked and stored in this like facility. Okay. And literally two weeks before we were supposed to leave for this, we had our mirrors stolen off of it. Someone just steals a mirror off a bus. I trust me, I've never heard of this happening. It's not like you can resell that or Well, I don't know. Yeah. Someone must have fed their family off of this because I was like at first I was a little annoyed and I was like, Okay, like how much is that to replace? Like a hundred bucks? No, it's four hundred dollars to replace those. And then three or four days before we leave, um, it has those like it has bus doors yeah. on it that like flap open and they're glass and our lawn care guy shattered the glass in one of the doors. Oh my god. So, so I I had to I had to rig it up with zip ties and wood, and we're still trucking. We're still going to keep going. That is insane. I, I mean, I guess it comes with the territory of having something as unorthodox as that kind of bus, but that fits the band so well. Like, I would not want you guys to be in, like, a normal white van. It wouldn't feel right. I didn't want to drive a trailer because I see those yes. get stolen all the time. So all of your gear is in this inside yeah. the bus. It's big enough that it fits all of us comfortably. You can stand inside of it and it's got okay. uh, all of the gear there too. Don't don't give them the intel of where our gear is, okay. brother. <laughs> I honestly ask this because I am taking notes because yeah, yeah, you know, you know, if I go on tour someday, I want to I don't know, I've always thought about doing like a uh, the sprinter vans or whatever. I don't know like financially what that would look like, but It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cheap. Yeah. I, we I, looked into it before we left because we were, like, making sure that we could, you know, rig up a piece of plywood to block the broken window. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, like, it was not cheap to rent a Sprinter van. That's for sure. Wow. So, rest of 2022, guy releases. You got any new uh, packages maybe in the fall? What, what do you got going on? So, we do have some new packages that we can't talk about because sure. uh, they haven't been announced yet, but they're very cool. Very, very cool. Um, uh, yeah, when does this come out? When does Oh, this will be out by next week. Uh, probably, like, at the, latest, at the latest Friday next week. So, well, after June 2nd? Uh, June 2nd is, June yeah. 2nd is yeah. Thursday. I, I think, yeah, probably. Okay, well, by then, it'll be announced that we have a new album coming out on okay. September 2nd. Perfect. Um, yeah, through Monarch Heavy. Um, and Do you have a title? Yes, it's called Celebrity Therapist. S say that again? Celebrity Therapist. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're really proud of it. Uh, we recorded it in, like, 2020, so... I feel like a lot of the albums were recorded in 2020 yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah, well, we... It, what's funny is, I mean, like, they were... Our, the label we were kind of signed to or signed to modern static they like they were like kind of cool with us putting it out during the pandemic and then we signed a monarch and they were like nah you're not doing that <laughs> like, you like, really have to i get i get why labels would say that because it's yeah like, for sure timing's everything and capitalizing on obviously being on a tour while you have new music is yeah. extremely important from yeah. that aspect but that's that's really cool so and yeah we'll have a new single out by then and you can pre-order the album please do it makes us look really good um, pre-saves so are really important people pre -saves don't are extremely understand important. that yes. and i'm like like i i'm never that guy who's like spamming like sure, i always yeah. hate that yeah but i was like if you're my friend You'll do this for me. You'll you'll of take course. this literally two seconds to click on this, and it's gonna help with those yep. algorithms and all that. So yeah, big deal. Go pre-save. Go pre-save celebrity therapist. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So, thank you so much for coming on, guys. I I am like like I was excited to see your set already, but after what I've learned about how authentic and uh, 
just acoustic, I guess, would be a good per- way to put it as far as acoustic. Okay. Obviously, not the, not the guitars, <laughs> but the violins and stuff. Like, that's just going to be so sick. So, I can't wait to check you guys out. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Anything else to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I've been into calling us a metal orchestra. Oh, my God. Like, literally, you need a U.S. copyright office patent that now. Yep, I'm working on it. Yep. Don't, don't even worry. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, guys. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And safe travels. What is up, guys? You lasted this long. Thank you for listening to all these interviews. We got two more left. But before we get to those, as I promised at the beginning of the show, we have our trivia question to question. I said that weird question. We have our trivia question to win two weekend passes to incarceration 2022, July 15th, 16th, and 17th at Mansfield Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, The questions, again, simple, just like the first episode. There are three artists. There are more than three, but name three artists who performed at So What Music Festival that are also performing at Incarceration Festival. So this might take some Googling. But uh, yeah, name three artists or bands that performed at So What Music Festival that are also going to be performing at Incarceration Festival. Please post that in the comments below where we post these this interview, uh, whether it is the Incarceration Facebook group, whether it is our actual Facebook page, whether it's our Twitter page, what have you. But anywhere we post these interviews, post it in the comments below, and winners will be chosen at random. And the winner, like I said, will get two weekend passes to Incarceration 2022. Best of luck. What is up? We are here again, day three, with Ricky from Unity. How are you doing, man? Dude, I am. I'm tired. Tired? It's, it's hot. Just been working a lot lately, and dude, this dry heat is killing this me. This is is something else. I I'm from Ohio, and we get we get humidity and we get the the mugginess, but like. I can't remember the last day that was like 95, 98 degrees, something oh, yeah. like that. Just yeah. insane. Is there anything you do before, when you're in this kind of environment, like with the heat, is there anything you do before you get on stage just to condition uh, yourself? I got to prep my waters, dude. I have a, to have like five wa- waters with me, make sure I drink one before I go up there and have like a bunch of them ready to go on stage because like, dude, I, I will die. Which is, there. you know, I come to think of it, I've seen, unfortunately, I've seen quite a few people here pass mm-hmm. out, like in the crowd and stuff. I've not seen a band member pass out. Yeah. And band members are going, most likely going a little bit more crazy than the crowd. Oh, for sure. So I'm like, huh. Maybe they have special powers. <laughs> I think it's just the training, like doing this, like let's say on tour every other night right. where you're just on stage training your body. You know, you're exhausting yourself, but like it gets used to it. So when you're up there, it's just chill. Yeah. Are you Dallas based? Dallas based. Yeah. Okay. We're so this here. is, this is just, you get to sleep in your own bed tonight. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm that's excited to just like go straight home after this and just sleep. There's there. something we said for that because okay. it's, you get a lot of these bands, you understand this, you get a lot of these bands who go crazy at this festival. They got to hit a tour bus right away and, oh, yeah. It's like you don't get that sleep you need, oh, so no, no. that's going to be a wonderful thing for sure. Yeah, having that bus is definitely a luxury because, <laughs> like, being on tour with, like, a van, like, you know, you got those bucket seats and, like, you got something poking your back and you're just, like, trying your best. Like, you, like, got to, like, mold your body to the seat, but, like, you, you don't really rest well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I, I do got to bring up because, like I said, Unity is one of these bands I can talk about certain things with that I might not be able to talk about with other bands. Mm-hmm. You being from Texas, the events that happened last week. Yeah. I mean, is I don't really have a question here. It's just, it's just, uh, what are we doing? 
you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, especially with that situation that did happen recently. It's it's very sad, you know, It's it really sucks. Like, you know, I feel really bad for the families and all that. Like, it's something that I wish would never happen. Um, yeah, but like Unity TX, we do speak up about a lot of things like yeah. that. Very controversial stuff, like, you know, against police, you know, we're very Black Lives Matter yep. supportive and everything. And a lot of people don't support it, you know, they're against us. It's... It is what it is. It comes with the know, territory. Yes, it right. really does. But it's that's what we believe in. That's what we stand for. You know, we try to spread the word on that. You know, not necessarily share. You know, not push for hate. Obviously, not no. no. Just love and understanding for everyone. Absolutely. You know? But it's also I think it, it's it's especially a band like yours. Mm-hmm. It's a responsibility to if something is going wrong. Yeah. You have that platform. Why not use it? I hear yeah. bands say that all the time. I have a I have a platform. I want to make a difference, yes. right? And I feel like that's that makes it easier to swallow the the hate, so to speak, that comes yes. back at you for things like that. We definitely want to be the voice for those who can't be heard or right. are too scared to be heard, you know. Right. And I, I'm not I personally I'm not anti-cop, but I'm certainly anti-bad cop and yes. I feel like what just happened with with that tragedy. Yes. And the police spent yeah. what was it an hour before they went in the classroom and they tackled that mother yeah I, I mean at the very least bad look yeah like, what do we, what 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 can we do as society it feels like we've asked that question for how many years now mm-hmm. what what well, is there anything else to do i mean that's really i guess that's yeah. my question because it feels like we this happens yeah. and then it happens and we and there's the outrage and yeah. then there's the political talking points and then yes. there, and it goes back and we're all go back to our normal lives until it happens again yes I, I don't know i understand there's a lot of like procedures that go into play and why you know why why the situation was held out the way it was mm-hmm. and sometimes like you know you do have to play that hero card you know you got to risk it all like you're there to save people you know you're there for the people and it's like yeah you want to put your job your family there first but like if that's what you're choosing to do as a career, then I believe, like, yeah. That is your job, really right. Save those kids. Save. Yeah, I think the hero role was coming from the parents, the ones that wanted to actually go in there. I heard about that, and they were telling them, no, you can't go in there. And I'm like, that that must be the worst feeling ever. Like, you know what's going imagine. on in there. Your child's in there, and you're helpless. Like, it's, it's agonizing. Yeah, I just, I just hope there's something... I, when, when Sandy Hook happened... My, my wife's an elementary school teacher, so this hits close oh, to home. Okay. And yeah. when Sandy Hook happened... We were all like, okay, finally, like, I, you never wish for anything like that, no, but you're like, this is the worst it's ever been. This has to be that moment. Yeah. It has to be when people are finally like, okay, it's time to, whether it's, it is background checks or whether it is better reform and in any capacity, yeah. I mean, it, anything is better than nothing. Yeah. I feel like that's where we're yeah. at and, and, yeah. it, and nothing has continued to happen. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do feel is like I mean I don't know everything I don't know how like you sure. know how the training for like you know police academy and all that goes, but I do feel like you know some of them probably aren't trained enough like you know especially with 100%. psychological stuff like you know yeah and I hear like other countries they do more training where it's like you have to be in there for like a year or two and you know then you get put out into the field and like I feel like that's something that gets like mistaken here, you know. Yeah, I I, I definitely feel like there's there needs to be more like. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Not diffusion, I guess diffusion. Like like de-escalation, more yeah, de-escalation yeah, yes. training. Yes. I feel like police officers in general, again, being very general here, mm-hmm. it's always like, how can I assert my power to make the, the situation 
done. Yes. Not how can I be that mediator to make yes. that situation done, you yes, know? Yes, yes, yeah. I think that if, if that, and, and it, it, this is also so trivial, but I've always said, and I don't, I could be way off. Again, I'm just a podcaster here. Oh, yeah, I'm not okay. somebody who has this authority, but what if you switched where the gun is in the taser? Because your natural inclination as a police officer is reach right, yes. not reach left. Mm-hmm. So if you're reaching right, yeah. you're going to hit your taser, and it's going to be much. You're probably going to have yeah. much better results overall. I understand yeah. why there are, there absolutely are times where you do have to use your weapon as a police officer. Oh, for sure. But it, it's just, it, I, it, when citizens like you and me are coming up with these ideas, I feel like something. What, what are these politicians being elected for? Right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, so I I I don't know, and and I feel like when you I've seen you guys before. I saw you guys at Louder Than Life, mm-hmm. uh, twenty. 2021, 2021, maybe? yeah. I think it was last year in the summer. Yeah, so, so. when you, 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 you're the kind of band that you can't change who you are based on the crowd, right? No. Here, no. I feel like you will much get a much more resounding mm-hmm. uh, appreciation for your message than yes. maybe at in Louisville, Kentucky, at what some people might call a Red State Butt Rock Festival. Yeah. So uh, talk about, like... You know this going in, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, is that something where you you almost thrive in 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 uh, that discourse where like your vocalist goes on and says this song is about you know Black Lives Matter uh-huh. and police brutality, and you see half the crowd walk away. What is, what what does that give you? Like, what kind of message does that that send? I mean, it sucks. Like, yeah. you know, like if they're not really willing to just like at least stand there and hear us out and something like yeah, they have their own beliefs. Everyone can have their own beliefs and. You know, I'm not going to be over here and try to force you to change or whatever. But if you want to hear me out, like, I would really appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Um, it sucks. You know, like, that night, I remember we played to a huge crowd. You know, we said what we said about, like, you know, the police and all that. And we saw a handful of people walk off, you know. But there was still a big crowd. I was I was actually pretty happy about that. Yeah. yeah. And um, a lot of the hate came, like, on social media. People are commenting, like, yeah, like, you know. We really liked you guys. Like, you know, y'all were going out, like, you know, putting on a good show. But then, you know, and then the you stuff got preachy. You guys, yeah. Right. You guys used to upset and all that. Like, I just, I don't. Never mind that. that Aaron Lewis from Stained was that night saying yeah. the exact opposite things, but he didn't get any hate because it was the crowd, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. is what it is. But I, I, I'm glad that you, some bands that would really rattle, some bands would be like, mm-hmm. are you serious? Like, come on. And that is a problem with society is. People aren't willing to listen. Like, if they hear yeah. one thing they don't like, like, as much as I don't agree with what Aaron Lewis was saying in Stained, I watched the set because, one, I love that their musicianship, and two, like, you can ignore the noise if you, at the very least, ignore it if you don't agree with it, or you yeah. can at least try to put yourself in their shoes, right? Yeah. You know, and, and there's extremists with, with every, yeah. every kind of <laughs> philosophy, but... Uh, I, I also remember talking to you privately about guitars. Guitars. So you, I, I don't remember what what brand are you uh, mostly using? Uh, right now, dude, I don't even know. Right now, um, like today, I'm gonna be using an LTD. Okay. EC1000. Um, I I own a Fender, and okay. I really love Fenders. Like, even are we talking about Solar? Maybe Solar. Okay. Yeah, Solar so, guitars. Yeah, yeah. So I have. My own plug here. I have an endorsement from Solar, and, and I love those guitars. They come out with all these new ones, and it's like, okay, take my money because I'm, I'm broke yeah, now. Yeah. They just came out with a 29-inch baritone. 
Oh god. Which is like, okay, if I want to go down to E, yeah. Like it's low there. E, like perfect, but I have like I have such a short wingspan yeah. that like it would look like a bass guitar on me. 29 inches is crazy. I have a 20 cent 7 inch baritone from Solar and, and it it does Jesus. just fine. I'm like, but yeah, they make great guitars. Is there is 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 there a, a concerted effort by you to like I guess since you say you have Fender, you have LTD. Do you yeah. like to diversify what you what you own, or do you like to stick with one or two brands? I honestly do like to diversify. Like I like to experiment, just trying out different brands and all that. There's some that I like more than others, but mm -hmm. it's like I don't know, dude. It's like at the end of the day, like I don't love one more than the other, and it's it's been really tough for me to like try to choose. Like, all right, what do I want to settle with? Or like, you know, try to shoot an endorsement for. Because like it's just like it's hard. Yeah, no, it's def it's definitely hard. But but uh, like like cultures, like genres, in my opinion, yeah. I think each guitar, each kind of brand, gives its own special specialty. Really, um, mm -hmm. you guys play in different tunings. We do. So we you have your specific guitar for each tuning, or that's what I wanted to do. Okay. But like, um, well, I'm using a camper. I'm running everything through oh, the camper. Okay. Everything's automated. Um, I'm actually just down tuning with it, like with the pitch. Oh wow! Yeah, so okay. I'm tuning B because right. like we have like four songs in the set that's in B, and then the other halves in G sharp. So I'm just like, you know what? It's the easiest way to do it. I won't have to carry another guitar. It is, but I bet you you could still keep your intonation just by uh, not artificially down tuning if you wanted to. But yeah. it's easier, obviously, with a Kemper and all that. It's easier oh, to yeah, just yeah. and yes. be done. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I've done in, in bands that I've been in. Is I'll I get so nervous about string breaks that like. I'll have two guitars for one tuning, two yeah. guitars for another. So I'll have this whole rig up there. Mm -hmm. I'm no rock star, but I've got like all these yeah. guitars up there just because I'm so paranoid about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that's that's crazy. How long have you been playing? I've been playing for, I want to say 13 years now. Wow. 13 years okay. playing guitar. I started out in like high school. We had this little, it was called Tejano Band at the school. It was like its own class. Like, you know how you have choir, you have band. It was called Tejano Band, and okay. it was kind of like technically the school's rock band because all the kids played rock in there. And I wish we had that something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was a really great experience, and that's where I learned how to play guitar. Like you know, some of my upperclassmen they were in local bands. You know, I I want to watch them play house shows and like the door when it was in Fort Worth, and I was like, damn, I, like I looked up to these guys, and I, that's inspired me to play guitar. What was your first one? Because my first guitar was that like Starter Squire. Dude, it was literally a first act. First act, first Walmart act. brand. Yep, that's what it was. It was like this white first act. Intonation was horrible at the time. I, I didn't even know what I was playing. I'd play like Metallica, like in the background. Just pretend I knew I was, you know. Were you like self-taught the whole time? Um, yeah, for the most part, yeah. self-taught. It's one of those things Just where you match your ear to what's playing and see if it works. Yeah. I remember uh, I, I started out self-taught. I've been playing since 2001. Mm -hmm. uh, started off self-taught and then... Like, I was like, I got all these songs down. And then my mom was like, hey, we're going to sign you up for lessons. And it was cool. Like, I went and took lessons. And I was like, I told, like, my teacher, I was like, look, I can play this. He's like, you're doing it all wrong. Oh. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, man, like, I thought I got it right. But it, it, there's something to be said for that because, like, you don't know if you're, if you're just ear doing it. Like, it, you yeah. might be playing it way harder than it should be played or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that just comes with uh, the years. You know, you learn all these techniques and you know how to play solves, play harder, like yeah. do some pull-offs, you know. All these, like, fancy things, that's, it comes with the years. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 2022, what do we got going on with Unity the rest of the year? 2022 we have a tour coming up um it's gonna be i believe september can you announce the package yet um yeah yeah okay. we can, i can announce it i think we've uh 
announced it on our social media. Let me pull it up just so I don't get the sure. wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we have a tour with uh, Silverstein and oh, wow. the Amity Affliction and uh, Holding Absence. So it's going to be a... Uh, I did see that. Yep. I did see that. <laughs> that, that flyer was uh, pretty, pretty remarkable. So. Yeah, it's a really gnarly flyer. Yeah. It's going to be a full U.S. tour. It ends in Canada. And I'm stoked, dude. Like, you guys seem to... And I think this is a, a tribute to how much people like you, bands like you, because you guys seem to get on these really sick packages. Like, yeah. like uh, it doesn't seem like it, one. It doesn't seem like you have a limit to who you can tour with as far as genres go, because yeah. like Silverstein is very different than Unity. Oh, for sure. But it still somehow makes sense, right? Yeah, like we definitely have some softer songs. Like honestly, throughout our records, like we've always just experimented you know like if you hear any track without the vocals it just sounds like a complete genre like different genre from the last song and so it's just been experimenting so like most likely for this tour we'll play some of the softer stuff you know nothing too crazy but we'll for sure have to have something crazy and i like to hear that uh actually volume said the same thing yesterday is some bands will play the same set like mm-hmm. for a year, like no matter yeah. what package they're on, which whatever I get it, it's it's uh it's muscle memory and kind of thing. Yeah. But it is cool to see bands that like cater the sets based on the crowd, mm-hmm. based on like, okay, we're touring with with these bands that are more melodic, so we're gonna yeah. give them what they want rather than like you know we're just gonna go all out balls out for a, a chiller show you know yeah. so I I definitely like appreciate that you guys do that. Yeah, like we'll definitely cater to it, but still. Bring some of oh, the yeah. crazier stuff and preach a little bit. You yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> Got to. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a f- really fun tour. I'm stoked for it. That's cool. Um, any new music this the rest of this year? Um, so about a month ago, we actually went and recorded an EP with uh, Andrew Wade. Which oh, was, wow. Yeah, it was like a dream come true. That's like me, so cool. Me personally being like an audio engineer, you know, it's like it's someone I looked up to and like just seeing all these records he's worked on. I'm like, oh, my God, I've heard all these records growing up. And just like being in the studio working with him was just like it was a great experience. And I think we we like pushed through this limit like you know we found this i wouldn't say new sound but it's definitely like something more creative for us okay and he helped us push through that and just like we're really happy with what i feel like you need a good producer to get you out of that comfort zone sometimes you know i i remember who i was talking this with but you go sometimes you go to the studio with this song it's demoed out song and you're like yeah this is how i want it to sound and then at the end of the day it sounds completely different but you're not mad about it because you're like it's good to have like that that experienced ear yeah. to be like, yeah, this this works a little bit better than what we came in with. Yeah, no, definitely like it the final product sounded completely different from our demos, but I'm happy with it cuz mm-hmm. like, you know, he did push us, you know, to yeah. create this new sound and dude, it's 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 great. I'm I'm really excited for everyone to hear these songs. That's like, so sick. Very cool. So. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I can't wait to check out your set today in the yeah, blistering sure. Texas heat. So it just makes sense that Unity is oh, is yeah. here today. But I, I am I'm really excited and thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, thank you. Your face was shy.
What is up? We are here day three of So What Festival with The Plot and You. What's going on, guys? How's the morning been? I know you had a meet and greet before this, and that, I assume, went pretty well. Yeah, the meet and greet was really good. Went a lot longer than expected. The drive here kind of sucked. We played until, well, we got out of the venue yesterday at, like, midnight and then drove, like, four hours to our hotel. Where'd you come from? Uh, where, Where were we? Yes, San Antonio. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's not like it, it could have been worse, but yeah, yeah it exactly. does sound like it sucks. Yeah, so. we're all tired, but we're here. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And, and, and you're not going to get any easier because this heat is yeah, uh, insane. Yeah. Like, we're, I'm from Ohio, obviously, got the Ohio. Nice. You guys are yeah. all from Ohio. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we're not used to that. I mean, we get like, what, three months a year, maybe yeah. that. But even that is usually not this bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that's right. I, I yeah. can't imagine. Is there anything you do collectively or individually to condition for something like that? Because obviously, as fans, everybody wants to see 100% of the band, like, no excuses, it's hot, like, let's just still want to see the full thing. I think we just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, yeah. like afterwards deal with it. Like, at yeah. the, in the moment, like, fuck it, I'll be fine. And For then sure. if I pass out backstage, so be it, exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly, So, <laughs> cool. So, I, I've wanted to ask this to you guys specifically because coming from Ohio, right, is there something in the water in our state? I feel like there's so much talent constantly coming out of Ohio, not just in metal or, yeah. or other genres, just, like, is it because we have seven months with nothing to do? That's probably it. You're locked inside. You're forced to get a hobby yeah. that you pursue. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't speak for other genres, but yeah, it was pretty wild growing up in the Ohio scene, seeing so many bands get signed, especially like Rise Records, mm-hmm. just capitalized on all those bands and stuff. But yeah, as far as like newer bands, though, I don't, I'm not, I don't really keep up. But yeah. I remember like coming up in my era, it was pretty wild. It's to see. nuts, and it's and yeah. like you say, you don't keep up, but there's still just yeah. Ohio just I'm seems sure. to be like this place. Like yeah. every state has their bands. Mm-hmm. There's that meme where it's like. You know the 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 uh, astronauts on the moon. He's got the gun to the other astronaut, yeah, and yeah. the astronaut's looking at the Earth, and he's like, "Is has this always? Is this is Ohio?" And the other yeah. guy's like, "It's always been Ohio." <laughs> I feel like that's the case. Like everybody knows somebody from Ohio. Yeah, which is nuts. It's weird. We met a guy at a taco stand last night that was from Tiffin, Ohio. No oh, shit. And where where were we? San Antonio. So random. Yeah, they just of our hometown. Like incredibly random. You guys are close to Tiff. Tiffin, yeah. where? Like 30, 30 minutes, like west of Tiffin okay. is like where I'm. Me and him are from. Okay. But yeah, I am uh, as as much as I like to consider myself geographically sound. When it comes to Ohio, because I'm from Akron, mm-hmm. so like I know that area. Yeah. Is that Tiffin's south? It's, uh, east or west? So like west. by like Lima? Yeah. Oh, uh, kinda. Okay. Kinda. A little bit. I'm even sketchy on all of that. <laughs> So I guess when when you guys came up, like it's not like today where anybody can be from anywhere. When you guys you guys have been around forever, so like not yeah. forever, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like when you guys came up, being that remote of an area, mm-hmm. just like even playing shows had to be a challenge. Yeah, um, there was like one little venue. Well, it wasn't even a venue. It was just like this little event hall that this dude um, I was in a band with. Actually, his, his name's Nick Moore. He used to put on shows. It was like once a month, and that was like kind of what sparked the scene from where we live, and that's what got us all of our connections with Rise through that, like bands oh, wow. that played out of there and stuff. So, yeah, we got kind of lucky that we had like one hub to kind of channel into. But I feel like bands that, like like you say, you got lucky, but I feel like more times than not, bands that are from not big metropolitan areas have to drive four or five hours just to 
yeah. play shows. Luckily, we also had like Toledo, which had a couple of venues. Yeah. Columbus, you know, even Akron, we'd go up every now and then, just kind of like weekend stuff. But Do you remember any venues you played around like my area, Northeast Ohio? I can't remember names. The Attic, I remember. Attic. Lakewood. Yeah, Lakewood. Um, Was a fantasy theater. Grog shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Do you remember the attic, though? I don't. That was, it was like a Christian venue and Dayton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. They wouldn't yeah. let you cuss on stage. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Seriously? No, yeah. So, okay, what happens if you swear on stage? Nothing. Well, they, we had to sign stuff that said you wouldn't get paid, but I think we cussed on stage and still got paid, so. I feel like the legality of that is really... Stupid. Stupid for sure, but I feel like that's non-enforceable. Yeah. Like, how are they going to prove that you exactly. swore on stage? Especially when you're screaming gibberish. I can't imagine, yeah, I can't imagine there's a venue still like that out there. Probably not anymore. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe somewhere. So, I want to talk about the aesthetic of the new album first. Mm -hmm. I feel like the music and the art and, like, everything that went into the release, it's like... This is a weird word to use, but, like, it's very sensually done. Mm -hmm. You know? is Was that a conscious effort to, like... Kind of, yeah. I had, like, a basic idea because a lot of it is about, like, relationship stuff. So I had like a basic vision for how I wanted it to look. And then Josh, uh, we ended up kind of like doing, having a shoot for that idea and then better ideas came from it. And then Josh kind of like brought that together more. Yeah. I mean, we, we hired someone for the, the album shoot based on Landon's initial idea. Uh, and they took hundreds and hundreds of photos and we just spent wow. like days combing through them and like found the ones we wanted and we really wanted to go over the top with like the vinyl spread and everything and make sure it was something that people really could enjoy and collect you know and vinyls it's crazy right now with vinyl it's it's like you feel like one when covid hit it feel like that became like a really big collector's item especially in like the metal world mm -hmm. it was like there was a period of time where people were like vinyl, like I'm gonna throw it out because I don't. I I unfortunately threw out a lot of vinyl that I wish I didn't because like I'm sure it's worth some money, but it's it's something bands have to think about now is like okay, there's a new skew, people are really into like collecting these one-offs or like one of a hundred or whatever. Like that's extra work. That's extra. But but is it like is that more of a challenge to to think about those things? Because for a while there, we're just thinking about Spotify. We're just thinking about mm -hmm. digital distribution. We're not thinking about other things like that yeah i mean it's definitely m more thought goes into it but i think it's it's worth it to put in the extra effort because <clears throat> it gives people yeah yeah and it really helps like bring the album all together too when you see visuals with the music and have that whole spread you know and i think like there's there's something to be said for skews that are for your core fans not like your casual fans mm -hmm. i feel like people who buy the vinyl are like those are the diehards those definitely. are the, those are the yeah. people that are really I, I saw on Instagram somebody bought every single variant oh my of Swan Song, even like the Europe press and shit. So like they put in work. Yeah, yeah. To do that, like I mean, not only is that a lot of money, but like to take the time and like order all of that is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's excellent. When you did this imagery, this aesthetic for the new album, were the songs already recorded? So it was easier to be. It was like uh, easier to find that synergy between the art. Because a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, I'm not gonna say any names, but I find out I find that a lot of bands' aesthetic doesn't match the sound, like or the specific release, and it's cool from a fan standpoint or a consumer standpoint to know that a band took that extra effort to brand themselves yeah. 
yeah. in that way. And I, I don't know. I, I think of things real weird, but a lot of people don't care. A lot of people yeah. are like, wow, that's really cool. I just, I just I love was, that kind of I thing. I think it was after our second record that we were like, we kind of left it in the label's hands to like piece things together. We'd throw like an idea and then it would turn out horrible. And then it was by the third, like happiness and self-destruction. We we're like, okay, we need to like have our hand in this. Cause yeah, it looked like trash. So yeah, since that record, I think we've like kind of made more of a, made it more of a priority to make it all cohesive and make sense. Yeah. How do you feel the reception has been for this record? Cause I, I, I follow a lot of reaction channels. Mm-hmm. I, I, List, I honestly aggregate a lot of my own personal music from reaction channels. I have my own, whatever. But yeah, uh, I've watched a lot of reactions, and like it seemed like a lot of positive and a lot of like uh, like oh this is like interesting. I don't know. Like yeah, is that one? Is that something you even concern yourself with when when writing? Or you just kind of do you you want to maintain that integrity, that musical integrity, and not worry about yeah. that kind of thing? Or is, is there a little bit of like okay, I see this is working. Let's maybe yeah. adopt some of those tactics there's probably a little bit of everything but um yeah it, the response is always with almost every record for for our of ours it's like it's kind of weird at first and then it kind of like slowly catches on yeah, rather than sense. like an initial like love for it even disposed like feel nothing didn't pop off till a couple of years later like it was definitely one of our more popular songs but it's always kind of been a trend in our band is People initially don't really know how to feel about how they feel about it, and then it kind of like it seems like over time it kind of grows on people. So, what would you rather have? Would you rather have it to be like an initial wow? And no, then I think fades, I'd rather, you'd rather it be have what it, it be is that already. Yeah, I yeah. Feel like that gives it more longevity too, yeah. rather than it just being popping off right at the start and then people kind of forget about it. They yeah. like slowly find their way to it. And yeah, stick around. You know. Well, I feel, I feel like. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I feel like that's most of my favorite records growing up. Some of my favorite bands, like Under Oath, for instance, mm-hmm. that put out Define the Great Line. I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, I don't even know what to feel about this. And that now it's like one of my all-time Or look at, like, records. Attack Attack, for example. Yeah, Those for guys, real. when they came out with, like, Stickly Stickly and all that stuff, it was like the, the, the clown show. Everybody's yeah, making, making fun of them fun all of the time. Yeah. And now they're this, like, legacy band that yep. people are like, oh, my God, right. you know? So I think there's absolutely something to say for that, especially – in this industry today where shelf life is so short it's minuscule you have to constantly remain relevant Mm -hmm. or with some exceptions like for example structures like took a huge break and then they came out that that album last year two years ago and they're like Mm -hmm. popped off again but for the most part you have to whether you want to or not it's like one of those things i hate to call it a chore Mm -hmm. but there are things in music that do end up becoming a little bit more like if it was up to me, I'd take a six-month break. But yeah. you don't want to turn into that, like, oh, I remember when those guys were big right. things. So, For like, sure. how do you balance creative burnout mm. with playing the game, so to speak, playing that industry game? I don't know. We don't. I've, I think we don't really play the game like most bands do. Because yeah. we, before Dispose came out, that we had a three-plus-year break between records right. and we we always have had really long breaks between our records and we just want to take the time make sure it's what we want to put out makes sense. so we're not we don't really follow the rules all the time which maybe it's not yeah but well i think you're doing something right yeah, right it's going you're all playing right. this awesome festival yeah. which i want to talk about because i've said this a couple of times but th- this this feels like 
maybe related to your albums. This feels like something that we might in the moment not might not be as I mean we're hype about it, right? But I think when we look at this festival a couple years from now, especially with timing with after this pandemic and this is the first like modern music festival if you will. Uh I feel like we're going to look back at this and be like this is this was a special moment, especially I feel like this is a passing of the torch between older bands and younger bands. I feel like most of the bands here are are younger than you know the, some of the other festivals you see around the country um talk about where we are with modern metal or metal or, or rock or, or anything like that right now I, I feel like there was a point in time where we were all worried we were we were concerned there's not a lot of young talent and i feel like now it's becoming really promising again yeah and i think it's like bleeding over into more of the mainstream yeah. too um Especially with this festival having such a diverse lineup with all the different genre stages and stuff. I think it's really good for this scene of music and all the scenes involved. Yeah, and, and you're going to probably play to fans who may never heard of you before. I mean, I've seen people go from the hip-hop stage to metal. I've seen people go from the metal stage to hip-hop, the pop-punk. And it's like, I can say personally, I've seen some bands where on record, I was like, eh. You know, not really my thing. But then I see them live, and I'm like, it's my thing now. You know, I like that. Yeah, there's definitely something to be to be said for that. That said, we're in May, so we got a whole rest of the year going on. What do you guys have going on the rest of the year? Uh, we have an Australia tour in Ooh. in the fall, um, another festival, and then uh, something something that isn't announced yet. But sure, coming soon. Awesome. Have you guys been to Australia before? Yes. Yeah. We're Oh wow! Two shows. In New so Zealand. my, <laughs> if you had time, my bucket list would. I've never been to either of them, but but uh, I don't know if you're Lord of the Rings fans, but yeah, I would be going to those sites and yeah, that's really cool. How many dates do you have over over there? I think it's six shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so a nice short little run. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And then any new music? Uh, obviously, you just came out with a new album, so and and you, again, not playing the the, the game, but. Singles every now and then, maybe. I don't know. Do you, is there any plans for that kind of thing? Uh, Landon's been writing on the road, so we'll see what happens. How is that on the road? How is writing on the road? Because I've, I've always wanted to try that, but I'm too much of a scatterbrain to be able I to do that kind of thing. I have never tried until this tour, and now I don't think I'll ever not do it because it kept me sane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was great, but I think I've written like four or five songs so far. Oh, wow. Three of which are probably like usable yeah, keepers, but... Whatever I don't use, I'll probably just use for a solo thing or something. And then since yep. you guys are so meticulous with your albums, how many songs do you write for an album and then... It's different every time. Like, I think going into Dispose, there was something like 20, and we cut it down to nine in an interlude. Oh, wow. Um, because we just wanted it to be as cohesive as possible. But um, for the most recent record, though, pretty much every song I wrote for it ended up being on it. That's cool. So it was cool. just more like, yeah, putting... Really deep. That's got to be a good feeling, song. right? Yeah. yeah. I, and, and, and I always ask this: if you if you have an album where you mm -hmm. get rid of ten songs, you have nine. Yeah. Do you ever shelf those songs for? So future? I write for a lot of other bands and stuff too. So okay. I usually, 
it, even if it's just like a chorus from a song or something, rebuild around it. But they almost always find a home somewhere, you know. I always felt like, because I've been a band, I always felt like when I've done that and uh-huh. it doesn't make the album and I spent so much time on it, I have nowhere else to put it. It doesn't make yeah. sense for the future and stuff. It's such an un- unfulfilling you hold feeling. hold on to it and sell it to somebody else. Yeah. If I could still remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if I ever got to that level, that would yeah. be fantastic. Yeah, but. sometimes it just, the vibe doesn't make sense for my own voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, yeah, and then yeah, it works absolutely. out better for someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, appreciate you guys coming on Thank today. You. I can't wait to check out your set. Appreciate Please it, stay hydrated and warm. Yeah, we try. actually have waters over there if you cool. guys need some. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm... Stoked to check it out. Hopefully no one passes out. We had a couple incidents yesterday. And, yeah, so hopefully everybody's safe and fun, and I can't wait to see your guys set. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. And that is it for our So What Music Festival coverage 2022. I just want to go back. I am so sad that it's done. Uh, Post-festival depression is real, but we've got Incarceration Festival to look forward to in July. Uh, So very excited for that. If you see me there, please say what's up. As far as the immediate future goes, we do have a podcast coming up uh, with Kane Hill and Afterlife. Uh, So please uh, subscribe and like and share and all that. If you enjoyed what you heard for these part one and part two episodes, I'm very excited to bring you more content now that things are open back up. And uh, yeah, this is a fun time to be a fan of music in general, but especially rock music. Like you heard in many of my interviews, I feel like the future is very bright. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, bringing you more content. So thank you again for listening. And as always, we're out.